0: On this episode of the popcorn diet we ride together we die together we're talking about bad boys for life get your popcorn ready mike we got more time behind us than in front i'm gonna be running down criminals till i'm 100.
1: you're dying you go team what
0: yeah that's midnight cocoa bean
1: oh hell no marcus somebody's trying to kill me
0: i'm not letting you go alone one last time one last time
1: We fly together, we die together. What? Oh no. That's just something we say.
0: Welcome, all you good movie buddies, to The Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie, theater, popcorn, and other movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy. And joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, David. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I I went and saw the movie last night. Yes. Late at night. But uh, it, I, I survived. It was uh it was exciting to get to see this third. I would ar- I I would argue slightly unexpected installment of this trilogy i would
0: also argue that also like comparatively speaking to the movies that you've had to go watch recently like this is the kind of movie you want to see at 10 30 at night like yeah
1: it, you have no problem staying it's up it's gonna hold your attention
0: like exactly now before we get into bad boys for life i do want to apologize uh i am sounding a little bit more like david today my voice is apparently a little bit deeper i'm i don't quite have my voice so I apologize for how weird I sound. Um, but we 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 had we had a busy weekend. I was I was gone for the weekend. We 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 couldn't not do a Bad Boys podcast. Couldn't do it. This is one of my favorite like one two combo movies. I, I don't know that it would ever make the list of like oh these are the, my some of my best movies. I don't know if they make like the top 10. But they are just so damn enjoyable, and we have this third one, as you said, inexplicably, a little bit unsus... un, un. un what's the word you said? Unsuspected, unexpected. Unexpected. We get the third one, 17 years after the second one, which came what eight years, eight years after, 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 the, after first the first one. one. Uh, the first two, obviously directed by the patron saint of Bayham, Michael Bay. Uh, the first one had a relatively small budget, fifteen million dollars, made like a hundred something like worldwide. It did nineteen a, million. It did nineteen million budget, and and it, and it did decent money worldwide. It one, made one forty one. One forty one, not bad worldwide, but not like in ninety five. It's not bad, but yeah. Jurassic Park had already like shown what a true blockbuster could do. Then we get eight years later. Will Smith is a bigger star. Martin Lawrence is a bigger star. I think that budget was like 190 million or something. 130 million. 130 million may, big big may, budget may 273 increase.
1: domestically.
0: 273 domestic definitely jumped up here but now we're at this movie directed by uh, a couple guys whose names I'm going to have a really hard time present- pronouncing although they are uh, referred to in the credits as just like Aldeal and Bilal and I'm fine with that. But no Michael Bay this time around. Um, I mean, it, it, this kind of made Michael Bay like Bad Boys was his first, second movie. I, I'm not entirely, I don't entirely remember where that falls in the Michael Bay canon. I think it's pretty, pretty close to his first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about, like, especially the way that it, they amped it up? Like, the first movie's a. a crazy action movie but the second movie is in in my opinion i don't know if you share this with me one of the best most insane action movies of all time
1: sure well and in his in his filmography it's actually bad boys was his first
0: was his very first he did a ton of music videos and commercials and then and you can see it yeah (laughs) there's a lot of music video and commercial shots not only in this movie but his entire filmography but like It's just it's great. Like, it's great. These duos are great. Lawrence and Smith together are great. I personally and we'll talk about each one a little bit more, but I'm excited that they're back. How did you feel coming in? Like when they announced it, I was in. And then when they showed the trailer, I was like, oh, man, is it going to really be up to the level without Michael Bay? And I, I had a little tepidation, but then the reviews started coming in, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, hey, guess what? This movie's actually pretty good, and I started getting excited again. What about you? Did it follow that same format for you? Yeah, you know, I think probably to a little bit lesser
1: degree, I enjoyed both of the Bad Boys movies, and I was excited to, to hear that we would get a third with, I think for me, Not as important as the director, in most cases, is getting the stars back. And knowing that we had Lawrence, Will Smith, and Joey Pants back, I figured it could work. Um, Especially, I think, with where Will Smith's at in his career. I Uh feel like one thing that we've realized with him is that he doesn't really do a movie without being pretty heavily involved in the creation of it. Yeah, he's very much... He's not like an actor that just shows up and acts like I'm pretty sure. He's like
0: Tom Cruise. He's like Vin Diesel. Like you said, he has a hand in shaping. He's
1: involved in the creative process and, and the overall vision of the movie. So I think knowing that and because this franchise has such a feel to it already, I figured we probably wouldn't, even with Michael Bay being out of it, we wouldn't stray too far from kind of the recipe that got us here. Right also it just wouldn't make sense from a from a movie making standpoint right 17 years later to come back to this and then go a completely different direction sure so i figured a lot of it um i was interested to see you know whether the action was as over the top from an effects because we did rein in the budget which is supposedly one of the reasons why michael bay didn't end up doing this film because or, they
0: gave them a small they didn't want to put a ton of money into yeah, it. Yeah,
1: they went 90 million versus they did 130 million on Sure. Bad Boys 2. Sure. So, going back 40 million, especially because we're 17 years later and 90 million is less than 90 million 17 years ago. Right. So, knowing all of that, I wondered whether we would feel the difference in budget. Uh-huh. And I also thought you know there's some things that michael bay's kind of known for right um whether it be you know there's some divisive aspects of maybe how he portrays you know gets the the good-looking women in the his first films and the ways boys, that he kind of
0: <laughs> focuses on that a little bit the first two bad boys. trying to boys think of the, the right way to say this <laughs> he he definitely has what many would refer to as the male gaze He might be the embodiment of the male gaze. He's a walking male gaze. Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, not only that, but like, you know, for what it's worth, like Michael Bay really takes digs at everybody. Like, listen, the second movie is very problematic for pretty much everybody, whether it be (laughs) Cubans, gay people, women, dead people just doesn't give a shit. Right. Yeah. and the first one kind of rips on vegans a little bit. Nobody is safe from Michael Bay, you sure. know. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like, would we miss a little bit of this? Not only those aspects of Michael Bay, yeah. but the, the the style. He he's he's such a maestro of carnage of I mean that's yeah. I mean, he's gotta obey him. Yeah. You know, he is like a general when it comes to these action sequences. So yeah, I, I would agree. There was a lot there. Like, how big of a void is losing Michael Bay? Yeah. Um not that much, apparently. Like, I mean, it's noticeable, but at the same time, not that much. Um, I obviously like I was excited. I was I was still excited for it. And I do want to recap the other two really quick before we get into like the official non spoilers. Yeah. So so and you did so break it down for us. You did a little bit of the recapping. You you did a little bit of write up here. So Bad Boys 1, nineteen ninety five. We got Martin Lawrence. We got who is who is a, a fairly. I mean, in ninety five, Martin Lawrence. He was, was most,
1: mostly known for his his comedy. He's known
0: for comedy. He's known for Martin. He was he yep. was in the midst of having a. uh uh, a big tv show will smith not quite there yet this was kind of in the midst of the will smith like emergence
1: yeah i mean martin lawrence movies to this date going into bad boys were do the right thing house party talking dirty after dark house party 2 boomerang you so crazy which was his stand-up.
0: And he did Kim and play, he did stand-up, he did deaf comedy jam, and his biggest claim to fame was Martin.
1: Yeah, so at this point, mostly a comedian, mostly known for Martin. For Will Smith in 95, I mean, at that point, we were, let's see, what did we have by that point?
0: By 95, you're talking. It was
1: mostly Fresh Prince, a little bit of music. A little bit of music. um, And this was pre- pre uh independence day so this was really kind of you know he did a little bit here and there um actually was on martin as well for a few episodes this
0: was the year before independence like no he wasn't on martin sorry after this like this is his run okay this is the the emergence of will smith you have 95, Bad Boys, 96, Independence Day, 97, Men in Black, 98, Enemy of the State, 99, Wild Wild West, uh-oh, 2000, Legend of Beggar Vance, eh, Ali, Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, so like, it was the beginning of... Of Will Smith is our new Lord and Savior, yeah. essentially.
1: The only three movies in his filmography before this were Where the Day Takes You, Made in America, and Six Degrees of Separation.
0: Right, which is where the buzz started growing. Yeah. Like, oh, the Fresh Prince can act. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, I think the funniest part about the first one to me is that it it's plot. Is basically what would normally be the plot of like the second or third movie in a franchise.
1: Yeah. So basically, what takes place? It's and this one again, you feel when you go back to it, you feel the small budget. I mean, it was only 19 million, which again in '95 was was not like a tiny budget like it would be today. Um, But at the same time, you know, we stuck basically in Miami. Uh There really wasn't, you know, kind of those. Multiple big set pieces no. and things like that that we'll talk about. There's chases in, and gunfights. Yeah, there's some some things in there, but you pretty much have kind of basically the opening where Mike Lowry's friend is killed by... His
0: friend, maybe lover.
1: Yeah, we're not really sure, gets killed. And then one of her her best friends survives, goes into the police station asking for Mike. And Joe. our buddy Joey Pants, Joey the Pants. captain, has Marcus... Martin Lawrence's character impersonate Mike in order to get her to talk because mm-hmm. she's saying I'm only going to talk to to Mike uh-huh. and then much of the movie from that point forward is a lot of the comedy and a lot of the what we follow is is Marcus trying to pretend to be Mike and Mike trying to pretend to be Marcus. Eventually that gets kind of, you know, spoiled I think by Marcus's wife at some point.
0: Yeah, it's when and this is the thing is like Marcus winds up thinking that Will Smith, uh, uh, Mike, so Martin Lawrence winds up thinking Will Smith is sleeping with his wife and, like, <laughs> brings De Leone to come confront Mike <laughs> and, like, they just blow everything out of yep. the water. It's it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so, and, and that's where some of the great comedy comes right. from this film, which I think becomes, obviously, a trademark of what we think about when we think of the Bad Boy uh-huh. movies. Obviously, when you're involving... Uh, Martin Lawrence and to a lesser degree Will Smith, you think about this being a true buddy cop where comedy is right is front and center right. of I mean, these this. guys even though we're going through these intense sequences, you're not really playing as much like the sweaty palms like what's gonna happen. You're right. more playing up the like the cool look of it and the dialogue back and forth and, and right. all of that. These
0: guys have personality to spare. You know, these guys have, have, have personality. They have charm to spare.
1: Yep. And, and that movie really ends with the only real big set we get is, is the big fight at the airport. Right. Um, that kind of, that ends the film there. That's
0: where most of the budget goes into like the explosion of that airport. Mm -hmm. Mike's Porsche, the car chase, Fouché, the French bad guy, uh, getting shot on the runway, like that kind of thing. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, yeah I don't remember. I'm not. I, I don't have him in front of me, so I'm not even gonna try it. But like again, uh, the big selling point of that movie is Michael Bay is able to do so much with so little. Do you remember you know? who the bad guy was? It played by. Checky, C- I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's he's he
1: was uh, he's he was my a- boy. He was in GoldenEye that same year as well. I don't know if you remember that. He was, he was in GoldenEye.
0: A, he was Dimitri, I think, or he was the— uh, He Vladimir. was the uh, Russian minister of defense. He's the, the French Dimitri guy in Michigan. the Patriot. Like He's a great French that guy. 95, big year for him, right? Bad boys in GoldenEye. But he also showed up—like we said, he showed up in, uh, in the Patriot, which was a big one where he's actually yep. a, a nice guy— he was in the core, which is a personal. Yeah, he was the one who, when they go into the last battle, has
1: his nice white his uniform big French and all outfit that. On. Yeah. He's in his the core, which, is,
0: which is, core is. The core is one of my favorite crappy disaster movies. Sure. Um, But again, French drug dealer.
1: Yep. Cool. Then we move on to Bad Boys 2, Bad which again Boys 2. goes eight years after. And one of the things that they do in these films is actually. Their timeline is actually the timeline. They between age these up moves. with the time between. So the they say this is eight years after uh, the first film, and it's pretty. I don't know about you, but it was pretty evident, like immediately in this movie, that the budget was everything.
0: <laughs> everything. The first, the first sequence of this film is bigger than. I would argue everything except the explosion of the last film. Yes, and not even the shootout. It's as big as the shootout. Oh yeah, it just doesn't have the finale the same explosion explosions. in the first
1: scene. Yes, <laughs> which we 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 go all over the place in this. As as you mentioned, we cover kind of, we try to offend pretty much everybody in this film. Oh we god, get...
0: I mean KKK too. You know, like, sure. They really don't let the KKK off the hook. They no. have a bunch of dim-witted, redneck, hillbilly, dumbasses. So. Yeah, but if, if we remember, and again,
1: we're not going to just recap the entire movie, but like kind of the high points as I thought through this and, and remembered back to this movie, you start out with the KKK raid. Mike ends up accidentally shooting Marcus in the butt. That's a whole thing. They have the whole drama of whether they want to be partners anymore or uh-huh. not. Um, then we get the whole hidden relationship between uh, Mike and Marcus's sister, Sid, played by Gabrielle Union. Um, we get the crazy car chase with the massive explosions. Where the, the boat? I can specifically remember. You get the thing where Joey
0: Pants looking at the TV and he's like, "Is this subtle or how did like, you crash a boat yeah. with the cars getting thrown?" Off? That's before like that movie's insane. That's like, like the
1: first forty. They're minutes throwing of the cars
0: film. off of a of a car eighteen wheeler hauler. They're spinning boats around like it's incredible action. Well,
1: and I think it's something to say, too, just the difference of where everybody involved in this movie or at least the main people that are consistent through it, the difference of where they were in 95. Right. And where they were in 2003. Right. Like, it makes sense. Right. Like Michael Bay <laughs> was making Transformer movies and uh-huh. things like that or getting into all of that. He was going over the top on all these things and, you know. Will Smith is as big of a movie star as anybody yep. out there. And, you know, Martin Lawrence had done a whole lot more on
0: the movie side as well. So it made sense that we were amplified, but sure. this really took it up. F- um, those first two movies are re- like, Bad Boys is a real nine, 1995 movie. Oh, yeah. It feels like it. And Bad Boys 2 is a very early 2000s movie. Absolutely. It, it, it is. It, they are representative of their time.
1: Yeah. And so the other the other things that were memorable for me, at least through that movie you had. I don't know if you remember the the pest exterminators and that whole bit, that whole bit, uh, the morgue scene. Uh-huh, where the, wow, they f- discover that they're smuggling the drugs within the bodies. As and then, many
0: comedy set pieces as there are action set pieces. Absolutely. For, for better or for worse. Like, they basically string the plot together. Comedy set piece, action set piece, comedy set piece, action set piece. Remember the scene where they take the video camera in and they have that whole intimate oh, conversation? Oh, yeah, in the, uh, in in the, the, the video, video store. store yep. Like, it's... It's just a series of sketches loosely strung together. Yes. And then you
1: get, you know, Marcus accidentally taking ecstasy <laughs> and all the fun that comes it's from so that. so good. You, ah. get, you get the raid on the mansion, which normally, like, pacing-wise, you'd feel like that raid on the mansion would have been, like, the end of the film, sure. like, the finale. But we still have, like, 40 minutes left. Right. They that, like, got the
0: drugs. This, they got the money.
1: This movie is 28 minutes longer than the original one. It and goes from an hour or 119 minutes to 147 and minutes. And that
0: is quite literally because they literally get the righteous bust but there's still 28 minutes of action left. Yeah,
1: because what happens when they do the raid, Sid gets taken hostage. Yep. So now we got to go get Sid and so for the first time we leave Miami Miami or the greater Miami area and go to Cuba, do and the whole raid De on Declare
0: war on Cuba.
1: Basically. <laughs> And we even get a, a appearance by Guantanamo Bay and a minefield. Dude. Which leads to some memorable the, a- endings of this movie. Maybe film as well. the
0: best uh, villain death of all time. like it's Johnny, definitely up there. Johnny Tapia getting shot, like getting shot slow. Spoilers for Bad Boys, too, by the way. <laughs> Johnny Tapia getting shot through the head in slow motion with brain splatter, falling back into the sand and into then
1: a mine. on
0: a mine, which then blows him up is just the most amazing thing. Yep. Ever, Johnny Tapia, of course, Cuban drug dealer. Correct. So we've seen we have a, we have a we a French also, drug dealer and a Cuban be, drug dealer
1: because of the implications. And this is a a mild spoiler. Mild, mild, very mild. We can't help but also bring back the the scene with Reggie. Oh which my is gosh, one of my favorite scenes of Bad Voice Two.
0: Red, that's all we'll say. Like I I'm yeah. I want to keep it there, but the 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 the. The confrontation scene with Reggie and Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Some people I've read have found it like mean spirited. It's an all timer. Oh, it's It's hilarious. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Like, it's like, oh, it's so mean picking on that boy, and oh, they're like traumatizing him. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. It's incredible. Absolutely.
0: And that now, 17 years later, here we are Bad Boys for Life. Which I'm like, based off of the success of this one, I would have thought they would have saved Bad Boys 4 life for the fourth movie. So now I don't know what they're going to call the fourth movie um, because Bad Boys 3 is Bad Boys for life. Bad Boys 4 is going to be what? But now we're here. 17 years later after Bad Boys 2. Again, as you said, keeping everything together, connecting everything. And this one's, I mean, it's about growing old. It's about mortality. It's about... Facing that mortality. It's the bad
1: boys, Irishman.
0: Facing, <laughs> it's the it's the Irishman of action movies. That's Holy right. shit! <laughs> Holy shit! Yes, it is. You know, it's the world around them changing. the 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 world, the criminals, the job. It's about your past coming back and and dealing with the past and having to deal with your actions of the past. And man, wow. Yep, it's the Irishman of action movies. Holy crap! I can't believe, I can't believe I didn't. Did I think of that before? No, I don't think. I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's incredible. <laughs> it's true. But I think it
1: also, you know, amongst all of that, which I would argue, you know, I think in the second film, if you were to take some themes out of it, maybe it's kind of goes to like being partners and things like that because sure. you have the drama of do we want to still be partners but let's be honest at the end of the day they're not trying to do anything more than just have fun and do right a great you gotta movie. build
0: the friction you know whereas
1: i would say that's something where this this film kind of pivots and and it would make sense when you go 17 years later and you're talking about not that either of these guys are you know washed up or or sure. past their prime or anything like sure. that but they are later in their much later in their career than what sure. they were in the last film and so obviously you're going to deal with some some thematic elements there but i think you know amongst we still have kind of your michael bay-esque visuals in this film uh-huh um, it definitely makes an effort to give you those visually stunning shots that you get from michael bay movies right uh, you still it get the pays but-
0: homage to Michael Bay it like does. very specifically.
1: You still get the buddy cop banter that you're gonna get with Will Smith and and Marcus and Martin Lawrence being in a film together, uh-huh. and you still get some over the top action. And I would argue that really though, what this film spends a lot of time on is is some of the heart aspects of it, some of the um, the deeper levels, the depth of this movie versus. Just being a, a buddy cop action movie.
0: I agree, and I think that's a good opportunity for us to talk about the our, basically our spoiler free thoughts of Bad Boys for Life. It has all of the stuff that you like in the other Bad Boys movies, but it's more. F- I mean, listen, I love Michael Bay. I'm on record. I'm whatever Michael Bay is doing, I am there for Six Underground. Almost made my top ten list this year, last year. Okay, it's I'm here for his batshit insanity. However, you can't help but think that with him being out of the director's chair, this movie is a little bit more focused on its on the emotion, on the characters, on what these things mean to these characters, what these things mean um, to the characters around them, you know? And it's really better off for it. It genuinely is better off for it. I loved, so just to, again, non-spoiler thoughts, I love this movie like I was and maybe that has to do with expectation. Maybe, David, I might even say this out loud. It has to do with the fact that I didn't read any spoilers for it. Yeah. And I genuinely enjoyed myself. Um, But like, again, this movie is phenomenal. I think one of the, like at least let's just break it down. Action. Let's talk about the action first and foremost because that was my biggest concern. I there were some shots in the trailer where it looked like oh this looks kind of bad. Mm-hmm. There's a shot in the trailer where he's jumping off of an explosion and grabbing onto a uh, a ladder on a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like oh that kind of looks staged, you know. But what the directors do here is the action in this movie. Scales up progressively more and more in a way that Michael Bay has never really done. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not fair to Michael Bay. But it always feels that Michael Bay movies are at 100% no matter what. Like, oh, beginning of the movie, 100%. Middle of the movie, 100%. End of the movie, 110%. With this, it escalates. It starts with a car chase, a fairly fun and inconsequential car chase. And then it escalates to something else. It escalates to something else. And by the time we're at the end, it's still a fairly big action sequence, but it, it, it has more weight to it because we've been building up to it. And it's so, it's just competent. You know, it's just, it, it's, it seems like having a competent action style is a bit of like an undercut, but it's not like it's well cut. It's well edited It's good stunts, it's good choreography, it's good planning. I I dug the action as much. I really like the last... I mean, we're not going to talk about it now in non-spoilers, but I dug the shit out of the last action scene, like the finale. I I would definitely
1: say, you know, coming right off of talking about Bad Boys 2, it's not Bad Boys 2 from an action standpoint. Like, we don't get near the level of spectacle and action that you get in Bad Boys 2. Right. I would say, though, it is... does more than what the original bad boys does it's it's somewhere in the middle of those two but i think where it delivers on action is it's a little bit more thoughtful action like you don't feel you don't consciously feel at too many aspects maybe at the end but you don't consciously feel throughout the film like They're just going over the top to be like, this is a Michael Bay movie. We're going over the top. It's rooted in plot. Yeah. It's, it's very much in plot and it doesn't lead you to believe like, there's no way like they would just (laughs) this big, like the, the car chase with the boat and all that kind of stuff in bad boys Two. Like you, you don't just like move on to your next day after that. Like, no, it doesn't matter what case you're pursuing. Like. Things just don't go back to normal right after right. that. And so <laughs> this one feels to be a little bit more restrained and, and uses really great action, but in a little bit more restrained and a little bit more thoughtful way yeah. than maybe Bad Boys 2. And and I love both right. ways of doing it. Right. But this film, and I think it'll be a theme of as we talk about it, is a little bit more rooted in you know the
0: plot and, the and delivering
1: through that and the character development as well it's throughout it's,
0: it. it's like a it's like a, a the difference between say like the indiana jones ride and a roller coaster you know the roller coaster is going to give you thrills it's going to give you adrenaline rushes it's going to give you that rush and that sense of enjoyment but there is no plot in a roller coaster it's just not it's just Big feelings, big ups, big downs, loop-de-loops, and that kind of crap. Whereas the Indiana Jones ride doesn't have that kind of stuff, and yet it still manages to be an effective thrill ride because of the story that is laid out, because of the things around you, because of the world that is being built. Sure. So while I do agree that the action is nowhere near the level of Bad Boys 2, I think, again, the finale of Bad Boys for Life is probably... Uh, slightly above the opening shootout in The yes. First Bad Boys it it means more yeah it's more emotionally resonant yep um and then the and then as we said comedy you know the two things that define these movies are the action and the comedy mm-hmm. and this movie's funny as hell there's a whole sequence on an airplane that i genuinely was like couldn't breathe yeah, and the audience that I was with was losing their minds over it. Might be the funniest scene in the whole franchise, minus Could the be. Reggie confrontation. Yeah, but it's incredible. Uh, these guys, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, have not lost a step. It's all—it's a little amazing that we've gotten only three movies out of them over the last twenty-five years, or collaborations. Yeah. Um, but they are back on it. They fit into these characters like a glove, mostly because they I guess they're playing heightened versions of themselves anyway. Sure. But it's just really funny. And not only is it really funny, but there are jokes later in the movie that tie back to things that happened earlier. You yeah. know, the idea of I'm going to penetrate this man's heart yeah. with my soul, or the soul of my heart. That pays off. You know, there yeah. are things in here that are it's just well written and well constructed. Yeah. I love the comedy how about you laugh no i
1: i enjoyed it i it it, again it, it comes back to the theme of what we're talking about it felt more you know there's some scenes like the plane scene where it's just it's just funny but it all seems to be kind of progressing it's i would say a little bit more i don't know if this is the right term but like reverent from the standpoint of like what you get from Michael Bay, like Michael Bay, like it will, is. will go over the line at times, maybe for some people, right. not for everybody. But for some people, you could be like, oh, that's,
0: well, he's also a little I like, can't
1: believe they just did that or I can't believe they just said that or right. what just happened. Like, I didn't feel like I had really. I can't really think of any moments in this one where I was like, ooh, <laughs> like No,
0: not that at was all. hilarious,
1: but it also is probably a little inappropriate. Right.
0: Like, like there's like if you think about Michael Bay, like, and again, I love Michael Bay. Like, I feel like I have to say that before everything I say, but like he is a little hyperactive yeah. in the stuff that he finds funny. There's like a cut to a side character who says something funny for two seconds and then we'll cut back. Yeah. You know, you think about the morgue scene in the second movie where there's so many things happening. There's the gagging, there's the dead naked woman. There's all that kind of stuff. There's yeah. the chatter on the radio, like all that stuff. It's it's a lot. This is, as you said, more focused, more rev more reverent.
1: Or restrained. I don't restrained, know what it is. Restrained,
0: but still hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's just still really based funny. in it's a different approach to comedy. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I could use analogies all the time, but different people are funny for different reasons, you yeah. know? Um I liked how the directors paid homage to Michael Bay. It's definitely not as slick. No of a movie as Michael Bay makes, you know, but like there are some Bayisms in this movie. There's a shot of the plane over the Miami sign. There's the Michael Bay 360 shot that they replicate um, that it's like, I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. I it, it is. It is. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to do it well, but we're going to pay homage and show respect to what came before us. Sure. And well, those touches made me like the movie even more.
1: Yeah. And I think it also probably helps us stay at just over two hours versus two right. and a half hours. Right. So I, I can appreciate that, too. It still felt cohesive with the franchise itself, sure. but it also, you know, didn't didn't try to just shot for shot replicate what we get out of Michael Bay. And what his movies are. It didn't try to impersonate Michael Bay. Like you said, I think it's a good way of putting it as it pays homage to Michael Bay versus tries to be Michael Bay.
0: Right. Very much so. And I think that that's important. Yeah. Because if you would have tried to be Michael Bay, you would have come off as a cheap imitation. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, I, they said this movie made, obviously made $72, 73000000 million this weekend. Yep. It made a good amount of money this weekend. Biggest Martin Luther King uh, weekend opening ever. And they're going to make another one. And I'm here for it. Give me more Marcus Burnett. Give me more Mike Lowry. Give me more Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. They're so good together that I'll show up. I'll show up for them. Especially they got the same writer on board as well. Like, okay, sign me up. I'm there for it. Where does it rank for you amongst the bad boys movies?
1: It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's really hard. I think it'll take some, some time before I can truly evaluate where it ranks. I think I'd put it in front of the first one. Okay. It's, it's tough to make the call on where it ranks versus the second one. Sure. Uh, again, the second one, it was 17 years ago, and there's so many aspects of it that are so memorable from it. Right. I don't know if I immediately can think in – from just one watching of bad boys for life, whether there's as many, if there's any like iconic scenes to me that I'll like come back to and remember, or even com uh, iconic comedy aspects of it. Like there's, there's plenty of things, you know, that you can quote or come back to in some form, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I at work when, it gets crazy sending the, uh, <laughs> the shit just got real. The shit just got real gif. You yep. know, things like that. And so I don't know if I have anything from this just yet. Now, again, one of the things I think where you truly start to appreciate a a film is the rewatchability. The more times you come want to come back to it, things right. like that. I definitely would go and see this movie again. Oh, um, But I think to be able to put it past Bad Boys 2, I'm going to need some more time with it.
0: So... I think as I think this might be the best movie of the three. I could
1: I could argue that
0: for like, sure. I think in terms of a film, and all the things that make a film: story, character, performance, action, directing, all that stuff. I didn't even mention like I love all the side characters they introduced here. Like nobody is annoying or dumb, or they are, but it's purposeful. Like the sure. whole ammo crew, I yep. wind up liking them a whole lot. And that's not easy to do, you know. Um, And so as as far as an overall film, I think that this is the best of the three. But you're right. There's something about Michael Bay. And as big as he goes is that these just naturally are more memorable things because they're so big. Because you remember... The the three So, for for me, I remember three major action sequences from Bad Boys 2. It's the opening shootout, it's the gigantic crazy car chase with the boat and the flying cars, Mm -hmm. and it's the absolutely batshit insane finale, right? Mm -hmm. Those are all timer action sequences because they're so big. Does anything reach that level here? Not really, but at the same time, like it's still all very good. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, I think, I guess. Quick quick question okay. to you.
1: Is it better or worse than Underground Six?
0: Six Underground? Or Six Underground, this, sorry. <laughs> um, it is better. It is better than Under Six Underground. Again, Six Underground <laughs> does some amazing action stuff. Amazingly, amazingly choreographed and just it. I would say that Six Underground is more innovative in its action. Oh, sure. Like they go crazy. They're dropping metal beams on people. They're turning (laughs) boats into magnets. They're doing crazy shit in Six Underground. (laughs) But as a better film, (laughs) Bad Boys for Life is just a better made film. I would agree. I I would agree. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) Um, All right, now we got to get into spoilers, but but uh, we got to give. It's time for the popcorn ratings. Absolutely. What's that noise? Popcorn. Popcorn, uh huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Now, if you've never listened to the podcast before, our popcorn ratings are a little bit different than normal ratings. Instead of one, two, three popcorns, we have rankings. Burnt popcorn means a movie is garbage, don't waste your time. Stale popcorn means this is not a great film, you should probably not spend money on it. But if you're in a pinch, you could do worse, I guess. Microwave popcorn is your mileage may vary. It could be different for everybody. Uh, Some people really like microwave popcorn. Other people, it's not the best. Uh, It's fine. If it's microwave popcorn, it is just okay. We have movie theater popcorn, which means you should go see this in a movie theater. Uh, Maybe not rush out to it, but you should definitely take the time to go see it on a big screen. And then perfect popcorn, meaning go out, see this movie as soon as possible on the biggest screen you can with a big crowd. For me, David, Bad Boys for Life's Perfect Popcorn. Like It's a great time at the movies. It's a great action. It's a great comedy. It's got everything that you want, especially if you've seen the previous two Bad Boys movies. If you're a fan of either of these two guys, go see this movie. It's perfect popcorn. It's enjoyable. It's emotionally resonant. Uh, it's It's a blast. It's a blast. So it's perfect popcorn for me. What about you? I'm, I'm not quite at Perfect Popcorn. I did not mention, I will pause you. If we ever don't quite get to a popcorn, we throw a soda in the middle. So is that what you're going to do?
1: I'm going to go movie theater popcorn, and we're going to throw soda on Okay. It. So I can't quite give it Perfect
0: uh, I wouldn't perfect, fault you either way. Listen, perfect I'll Popcorn,
1: as, as when we get into spoilers, there are some slight issues I take with different aspects of it mostly coming into when you invite yourself into going deeper right. and having more of a theme or storylines that you're wanting to develop, you open yourself up a little bit more to criticism about whether they work or not. And I think there's a couple of them that like don't quite hit on the nose. And so um, because of that, I can't quite give it perfect popcorn. But again, I think what we're both getting at is if you enjoy the Bad Boys movies, you'll enjoy this movie. For sure. If you didn't enjoy Bad Boys 1 or 2, there's I think there's a greater chance you might like this one. Sure. Because, again, it's not as much of a spectacle and Michael Bay movie. Yeah. I think there's a chance you could enjoy this, even if you didn't like uh, especially Bad Boys 2. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's probably still not going to connect.
0: If your issue with Bad Boys 2 was that it just had no regard to any version of human life at all... <laughs> Then you, But you liked everything else. You will really like Bad Boys yeah. for Life. It actually cares about human life. Uh, we got it. There's so much to talk about, spoilers-wise, for this movie, David. But before we do, we're going to take a quick little break. Hey, good movie buddies, before we continue, I wanna remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of The Popcorn Diet delivered to you for free just by hitting the subscribe button or following us wherever you're listening from. So just take a second, write us a review, give us a rating, share The Popcorn Diet with any of your own good movie buddies. We also wanna remind you to check out our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash diet. And consider becoming a patron of the podcast uh, by by supporting creators of things that you love by giving a couple dollars. Not only can we and they continue creating, but you'll also get some pretty cool patron uh, patron access of, of free episodes. You get early access episodes. We get our franchise refills. We got our Oscar. Primers, We get perfect popcorn and all kinds of stuff just by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and throwing a couple bucks our way. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the popcorn diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But now spoiler time, David. Um, so let's get into it. Man, where do we even start with this? Uh, I mean, we I guess we can start with the story.
1: Yeah, well, I think kind of going into the story, as we talked about, this is a lot. A lot of the major theme of this, I I would say there's a couple major themes. Uh-huh. One, it's just dealing with going old, getting old. That's, sure, that's why you know I made the comment of it's like <laughs> the bad boys the, Irishman the, movie. It's
0: the never ending, you know, march of time. Yeah,
1: you you get Marcus in a situation where we've Right at the beginning, the what we think is a car chase is really them speeding to go to the hospital because his grandson was just born. Yes. And so he's immediately dealing with the idea of being a grandfather. Right. Implications of, you know, do I want to continue living this life I've
0: been? Right. Do I want to put risk? My, have I all have that. I done enough?
1: Yeah. And just the idea of I've got family, I've got you know, people that I want to spend my time with versus, right. you know, being out here risking my life. And obviously then there's the other aspect of like how we de- dedicate, what's the legacy that we leave, what are the relationships that we've been, uh-huh. you know, when we die, who's going to be around us, that kind of stuff. Um, and I think if Bad Boys 2 is really about friendship, which I feel like it was in a lot of ways, yeah, then, you know, this one would be more about family and, you know, kind of the loved ones around you. And so, Obviously, that leads us into Will Smith's storyline, Yep. um, Mike's storyline, which we get introduced to a whole backstory late in
0: the film. There is a lot of, as much as I love this movie and, and love the plot, there's a lot of plot. Yeah. There's a lot of, oh, by the way, you didn't know this happened, but this happened back in the day.
1: Yeah. And that's where I would say I get into my nitpicks a little bit in the story is that We kind of know that there's this Isabella, I think it is, or Isabelle, that's out there, and her son is basically on a mission to kill Mike, as well as everybody that was involved in apparently killing her husband. Right. And
0: her son. uh, And to a
1: lesser degree, we believe. Armando. Also putting her in jail. So we don't get a whole lot of details of how he died, what he died. When I was watching it, I was trying to remember because I haven't watched bad boys one or two right. anytime recently tied in i i was all. trying to remember if when they showed a picture of the husband whether i recognized him at all from sure. bad boys one or bad boys two right. if he was like you know a supporting character right. in it or one of them from like an early shootout right. or something and he was not and he was not <laughs> just to just to clear that up in case <laughs> in they, case you're wondering they
0: they didn't well mike never really had a backstory he was a trust fund kid and whatever so i guess they kind of retcon that a little bit what they say about how Captain Howard pulled me out of the Academy, put me under deep cover, and then he fell in love with Isabel.
1: He was the drive. His undercover role was being the driver for Isabel and this, uh, this cartel dealer. family, yep. and ended up falling in love. But then realized shortly before the raid was going to happen that she was also a crazy witch. Yeah, she psycho killed some. That she- Killed, she killed a lots, lots of people,
0: as as he said, stone cold killer.
1: Yeah, and so he basically, you know, set her up as well as her husband to Take get captured. World. Yeah, and arrested. Jail. She went to jail in Mexico. It appeared, uh-huh. um, based off of the early scene that we get, which is a little brutal. Not yeah. you don't see too much of it. But I was actually uh,
0: <laughs> very happy. I was like, because the one thing I liked in the in the previous Michael Bay movies is just that the violence was insane yeah like yeah. Sh- I, go, go ahead and shy away from blow that. up people I'm sure. happy with it and this is plenty violent
1: yeah and so that being said I would say the difference another thing where you slightly see the difference between Michael Bay and, and this film is it was restrained in when you had that brutal scene how much blood you saw like in the act right. like you didn't see like a knife go through someone's oh, face sure. and like <laughs> real close up of it yeah. you got more of like Okay, that throat was just slit, right. and you see the result of all the blood. Oh, there's everywhere, a lot of blood thing, everywhere,
0: so. but you don't see like gushing. Yeah, you, you know, don't geysers. really see that
1: aspect of it. But you know, obviously, then it leads to us discovering really late in the film that this wasn't. This is Will's. This is Mike's son, the one that's been basically the bad guy of this film to yep. some degree, and you know, obviously, the the dealing of everything that happened with that and. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been talking about how Mike doesn't want any connections. There's the whole right you know, initial leaning of he doesn't even want to hold the kid.
0: Yeah, you don't want to well, hold the kid, he doesn't want to date the the, the, the leader of ammo, Re- yep. Rita I think it is. Um, like and then you, you get history. the little plant
1: of, you know, I've been in love once, but we've never really been told that. I
0: thought but, he was talking about Gabrielle Union. That's what I thought yeah. too when
1: he said it. I thought
0: Somehow we were going to wrap that
1: back in. Obviously, right. I knew she wasn't in this film. Right. But at the same time, like, I thought it was going to somehow come back to uh-huh. my only love was, like, Marcus's sister right. type of thing. and that didn't and so work out. That didn't end up happening. And so we get this kind of crazy storyline of, like, this, like, affair with a... Cartel wife, wife who, who
0: also may be a witch, like who may be a witch. that's which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. I mean, it leads it. to
1: some funny comedy, even if itself is a little weird in sure, the story. Sure, for me. sure.
0: I mean, it all works for me. Like, it is a lot. I think, I think you can acknowledge that it is a lot. But I think what sells it is the comedy, obviously, because that just works hand in hand in in legitimizing the plot, but also like. Will Smith acts, acts his ass off in this yeah. movie. Like, I when, when And we didn't even talk about how he gets shot. Like yep. Armando rolls up on him and puts three in his chest. Sure. And, and Marcus swears off violence to God. He says, God, if you pull Mike through this, I will never commit violence again or whatever, yeah. which is also a source of comedy throughout the film as well. But his change from being this you know, cocky playboy. Like I'm going to do this forever. I'm going to be running bad guys down forever to like this driven focused. I've, I've been hurt. I'm going to take these guys out. Like it's satisfying. Well, he was bulletproof Mike. And that was a lot. A lot of
1: this whole movie is about, you know, getting old and accepting that. Right. And part of Mike's resistance to that is he's losing that bulletproof kind of mantra that, uh-huh. he had when he was younger he's not as you know quick mm-hmm. or as young as he used to we've got the whole jokes with the coloring of his his goatee and things like
0: that yeah like he's coke. That's he's co- having a cocoa. hard time
1: to he's having a hard time accepting that he's not as young as he used to be. right and so I and it's think resonant that obviously comes out in all of a sudden accepting that and reeling and that brings the more focus the more driven like I'm going to do this. There's still that ego that's driving it. Right. But it's a, you can tell it's for a little bit different reason than right. what it would have been in the previous movies. I
0: love, we talked about this in non spoilers, but I love how this movie pays homage. This movie does a couple of major things that really won me over. The first thing it did is it freaking brought Reggie back. And I was <laughs> so hyped that not only did Reggie come back, but he's in the military, like he's a Marine, like he's a legit dress, uh, blues and everything. Yeah. And I was so, that gave me so much goodwill. Like that, that was like, you can do whatever you want. But then when they do the wedding and Michael Bay himself shows up as the wedding MC, I was on board a hundred percent that it just, there's something weird about those things that really made me, um, willing to accept whatever they wanted to do. Like, it's like Michael Bay's blessing, Michael Bay's seal of approval. Like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to participate in this. And then the, the, the bringing back of Reggie, recognizing how meaningful that was to people. I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's where I
1: get, and this could be a whole topic of a, a podcast, and we won't go down the implication it has in certain other franchises that won't be named on this one, but. Sometimes fan service is not a bad thing. Not like, no done in the right way, fan service can be, you know, pretty awesome. Really in a film. satisfying. And like it's not like this took away from the film at all. You know, from that scene it it gave that kind of drawback mm-hmm. to a movie that happened seventeen years ago. And yeah. to be able to see that and them even referencing like when we first met you, like we were pretty rough <laughs> on you. Like yep. that kind of thing. I'm surprised you're even here, type of thing. I love it. And it just, you know, for all of us who love that movie and specifically love that scene, it was it was a great moment. But it also didn't feel forced like it didn't feel like it was it took us out of everything that was. No, going on. No, not at film. all. Like it, it made felt, a lot of sense. It,
0: it worked from that standpoint. Um, I do want to talk about the action really quick before we wrap up, because I, I, I said I love the ammo team a lot and I really like the villains. I like Armando as a, as an interesting villain who's his son, like not that he didn't just do gemini man but like <laughs> you get a you get shades of gemini man here i liked isabella as a villain you know being a female villain being somebody who's so driven and somewhat justified in her anger like de- you know depending on how you feel about psycho drug killer whatever but like the finale inside of that ab- was that an abandoned hotel i think it was in mexico it's a really good action yeah. sequence, you know. I, I love that ammo shows up and they're badasses. Yeah. You know, um Alexander Ludwig is play is this big, gigantic, strong blonde like beefcake, essentially, sure. but he's their tech guy. Yeah. So he's like, I don't like to go out into the into the action. I like to stay in the van. But then he's doing the the rock memorial shoulder spearing of sure. the columns and taking them down and being awesome and Vanessa Hudgens, shout out to Vanessa Hudgens. She's doing this cool shit where she's like sliding under people and emptying her clip into them and whatever, and it's amazing. But I was also on board with it emotionally. Again, how did you feel about that ending in regards to emotionally? Where, like, I'm like, I'm you're my son. I'm not gonna fight you. You know, like this is. It was satisfying. I was satisfied. Yeah, I, I think for me the only issue. I had, well, a
1: couple things. I'll, I'll answer that first. But uh, with that scene, I think the only issue I had is the hard part with the Bad Boys movies is how much comedy's in there. And so to really be trying to do this heavy scene, this emotional scene, I'm your father, that kind of thing, I was like, there's no way they're going to do, like, basically, like, I'm your father, like Star Wars, I'm your father. <laughs> right, 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 right. But like, I was like, I don't know
0: how he's going to tell him. You're my son. using that phrase, you know, Just, kind of thing. I thought the same thing. I was like, is he going to do I am, I'm I'm, your father? But <laughs> instead he says, you're my son. Yeah, i like, yeah. ah, <laughs> you, you played it. You played it both ways. But it's
1: also hard to, like, stay into that, like, heavy moment when you're switching to, like, crazy action as well as Marcus or Martin Lawrence's character cracking jokes and saying things like that so right. it does make the emotional connection a little bit more difficult which you would expect a little bit in a bad boys movie sure to, you can't really go too heavy into it sure uh, but I, I did feel like it worked I do I will say like one of the things I think I felt the most in the budget and was thinking about like if this had the extra 40 where would they have put it okay I think we would have gotten an extra 15 20 minutes and we would have probably started the movie out with the we would have done the de-aging with will smith oh and we would have had, ooh, okay. we would have had the backstory of
0: just what get the, happened with him and isabel just get the clips from gemini man exactly <laughs> they got it they made it that's right i think also they would have maybe put in one more scene at the end because obviously at the end like they don't armando takes a bullet from mike they yep. don't kill him uh i love that rita is the one who takes out isabel yep. and she just dies in a fire like nice and violent not quite oh, and
1: she empties the clip in her too which is it's fun It's true too. not
0: quite Johnny Tapia but very close Sure I think where you're missing there and they and we'll talk about the post credit scene but you're missing like one last resolution with Armando Sure like you maybe could do one more before that house party on the patio with Ammo and everybody at the end Yeah But that brings up the last the the, the mid credit sequence you mentioned, David, that this movie is about family. And boy, does this last credit sequence pull, like, okay, we got Deckard Shaw now. Like, it is <laughs> Fast and Furious time with bad boys. I'm I'm in it. Like, number one, he's in a cell in, like, a big, giant, empty room. Like, yeah. no jail cell ever. Yep. And it's like, you want an opportunity to pay back some of that debt? Like, clearly, Armando has to go to jail. He killed, we didn't even say, he killed the captain. It's true. Like, he killed Joey Pants, which I genuinely in the theater went, oh, shit. So, non-spoilers again. Like, I, not knowing the spoilers, it got me. All right. And it. I know you like, like that. It. But he he shows up to Armando. He's like, how you doing? He's like, I'm, you know, paying for my sins or basically whatever, paying my debt. And Will Smith goes, you know, you, wanna help, you want some help paying off that debt?
1: Are we going to have Bad Boys, Fast and the Furious franchise crossover? Number one,
0: I mean, <laughs> a thousand percent unfortunately they're not done by the same studio <laughs> Unfortunately, so you, you can't have mike lowry and marcus burnett chasing after dom toretto and all them but i am in for the further adventures of like bad boys and ammo and and armando do you think like, they're trying to set up for a
1: fast and the furious-esque like continuation why of the franchise? wouldn't they
0: you know why wouldn't they especially if there's a lot of similarities if
1: you think about it to right, the franchise like except they're they both cops well, but they both have, like, they're very much like every movie is rooted in certain characteristics, sure. like, you know, fast car chases, yep. you know, action, comedy, crime. you know, all that. Like, there's some very specific, like, recipe to it that's easily repeated and even could be, you know, and we haven't had this yet with the fast franchises, but easily could be replicated with new characters not saying that it would be the same effect just like if fast and the furious ever moves on from dominic Toretto, right like it's never going to be revered the same way as no. it was with dom just like if we ever moved on from will smith and martin lawrence like it wouldn't be but you could keep that kind of thematic elements and yeah. idea continuing on with other you, characters you if could wanted to
0: you absolutely could and i i do think I, I read that Sony, credit where credit's due, Tom Rothman, who i was never been a big fan of, he's running Sony now. And he is the one who said, like, this is a valuable asset that we have in our library, and we're not doing anything with it. We need to do something with it. So they have plans, man. I mean, maybe they don't. I don't know. But either way, I'm in for Bad Boys 4. I'm in for more ammo. I'm in for more Mike and Marcus. I'm in for Armando. Like, I'm in for Captain Rita. I'm in for all of it, man. I, uh, Give me more adventures. Give me more of these guys on screen. Um, that I'm definitely there for it. And I know you'll be there, too, um, when we get bad boys for life with the number four in it instead of the word four. How funny would that be if they just named the two movies the same thing? but replace 4 with the number 4 and that's the difference. There you go. Maybe we retcon it and the e in life is 3 for the there first one. There you go. And it's just the same movie name over and over again. Absolutely. I don't know, but either way, I'm on board with it. Uh that is going to do it for this episode. Before we go, I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of the podcast delivered to you for free by hitting subscribe, following wherever you're listening from. Take a minute, hit that button, give us a rating, Write us a review. Share The Popcorn Diet with your other good movie buddies. Don't forget to check us out, patreon.com slash diet Consider supporting the creators of the content that you love by sending a few dollars our way. Get yourself early patron-only access to free episodes, to franchise refills, and more. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes articles, and more on our website, PopcornDietPodcast.com. But for the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. And we'll see you next time with another good movie on the popcorn diet. Adios.